Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Soul Survivor Podcast. I'm back. I'm your host, Dylan Bird, alongside my co-host, Ryan Winthrop, and we are here to preview the Season 41 finale, Survivor 41. Pretty crazy that we're already here. It feels like, you know, not that long ago that we were just, you know, waiting through the offseason, that long extended offseason for the season to finally get here, and now we're already at the Season 41 finale, so I'm excited, Ryan. Dylan, happy finale week. Glad to have you back. I'm looking forward to Wednesday. And uh, we got, we have, we're going to have like two, what, two, three hours of Survivor to cover on Wednesday. So I'm really looking forward to the next few days. Yeah, for sure. Um, look, there's, there's a lot we got to talk about, especially because I obviously was not there to recap um, on Wednesday. You know, I have a lot of thoughts. And based on what I heard from the podcast that, you know, you recapped on Wednesday, uh, we have some differing thoughts. So, you know, excited to get into that. Um, now, before we get started here, just wanted to remind everyone to be sure to like this video, subscribe to this channel, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Soul Survivor Pod, and also be sure to subscribe to this podcast, Apple, Spotify, anywhere else you may uh, listen, links in the description below. Leave any comments you have, prediction comments you have um, in the comments below. And yeah, I mean, you know, I'm excited to get to, you know, get through this quick preview, you know, should be around a 30 minute podcast or so, you know, just going over, you know, what we think could happen. Um, any, you know, anything, anything, you know, along the lines of that. So, you know, I'm excited to get into it. Listen, I, I told you off, uh, before we got, we hopped on the podcast that I gave a lot of my thoughts, uh, you know, last week for episode 12, I, I gave a lot of my perspective on the episode, but then I also gave a lot of perspective on the upcoming finale. So I've already told Dylan, like, if he wants to, you know, give his quick thoughts on the previous episode or what does he think is going to happen in the finale, he can go wherever he wants with it. And then I'll, I'll kind of respond since you all that listened to the last one heard me talk to myself for 45 minutes. So in any direction Dylan wants to go, we will explore together. Yeah, so I guess I guess I will start off with just, you know, a couple of thoughts that I had on the episode since I didn't get to have those, you know, on Wednesday. Um, I I was a little bit disappointed in the episode, um, personally, I think, because obviously if you've been listening to these podcasts throughout the season, you know that I was a huge Danny fan throughout the season. I was kind of hoping there was some way, especially after the episode the week before, that he could kind of, you know, backdoor his way into maybe, you know, getting to the finale, getting to maybe the final three. Um, especially after, you know, again, that great episode he had. Um, but it just seemed like they were, you know, it just seemed like, I guess, building up another another threat just to be voted out. So, you know, I was a little bit disappointed, especially because it was a little bit of an anticlimactic penultimate episode. Um, I know you described it, Ryan, as more of a classic, you know, Survivor episode, which it was, and I don't mind that at all. Obviously, early in the season, we were complaining, you know, wish we had more classic Survivor episodes. It was just, uh, you know, more, you know, more personally disappointed that Danny went home, of course. Um, and I think, you know, it sets up for an, a little bit of an interesting finale, but I think that for me, the way I saw it at the, in the moment when I was watching it, I was saying to myself, this is setting up perfectly for a record win, even though it may look obvious. And I saw a lot of people, including you, Ryan, who were like, who, who didn't get that vibe. So this is why, you know, this is why we podcast. This is why other people podcast. This is why I listen to other podcasts. This is why you probably listen to other podcasts to get all these different perspectives on what happened in the episode. Um, and I'm sitting here thinking to myself, wow, this could be an obvious record win. And I, you know, turn on our podcast, listen to Ryan and Ryan's like, well, I think that this could be a Deshaun win. And then I'm kind of looking at other podcasts and they're like, well, you know, obviously Ricard may be the favorite, but I could see it being a Deshaun win also. So I thought it was completely interesting to hear the, that, that perspective because I'm sitting here thinking, well, you know, 
this seems to me like a Mike Holloway type edit where he just wins out a bunch of times in a row and then has a good enough resume to the point where he's going to win at the end. Um, that's kind of the vibe I get from Ricard right now. Um, will that happen? I don't know. Um, but am I sticking with Ricard to win? Probably yes at the moment. But I think it was interesting to hear all these other takes that didn't exactly think, you know, that kind of think that anyone could win. So, you know, that's kind of where I'm at after that episode. Um, obviously, we'll get more into this, but. Yeah, Ryan, do you want to uh, reiterate what you were thinking and how it differentiated from my opinion? Yeah, so basically, I, I do see your point. I mean, just to concede that first, that, you know, Ricard has won three immunities. Um, if, if, I guess if you were to look at, like, a leaderboard of all-time immunity wins in a season, you have people like Ozzy and Mike Holloway that have won, you know, five, and you have people like uh, Kelly Wigglesworth and Kim Spradlin who have won four. And so you, you have like a tie for first, tie for second, and then Ricard's kind of like in a tie for third with a bunch of people who have won three this season. So Ricard's obviously a great challenge competitor. He's good at the endurance. He's good at the uh, physical. He's great at puzzles. So Ricard is obviously a big threat. And I, I could easily see Ricard winning the season. I, I said last week on the podcast when you weren't there, Dylan, I still think the winner of the season will be either ricard or deshaun I, I think it's going to come down to one of those two for sure um but the reason why i feel like it's going to be deshaun and ricard might come up just short i'm getting more of a final boss vibe from ricard than a mike holloway winner vibe and what i mean by that is he's getting like a david wright or rick devins edit where in ever since like the end point of the we were getting to the end of the merge Every episode is now becoming about, okay, Ricard has to go. If he doesn't win, he goes tonight. Oh, how do we get rid of Ricard? And he either wins and secures the safety, or in the case of last week where they voted out Liana, he skated by um, because um, that new four-person alliance took out Liana to weaken Danny and Deshaun. So, yeah, I feel like every episode is about, Desh um, about Ricard being voted out and he doesn't get it voted out. That's almost like the David or Rick where every week they get, they get by, they get by, they get by. And at the last second at the finale, they lose. And I think that that's what the winner, maybe Deshaun has to slay him in order to get over that last step to win. So that, that's why I think Ricard's not going to win. Yeah, I think it's a valid point. I think a lot of people are concerned about, you know, the fact that Ricard has been on the chopping block and that if he does lose immunity, he's likely gone. Um, now, what I would say to this is that I think that one, he won't lose immunity, but if he does lose immunity, I want to point out, you know, an aspect of last episode that I believe is being overlooked. Um, and that is Danny walking past an advantage on the floor that he did not find. I was kind of hidden in a bush. Uh, now, I know that they're going to a different island for the finale, kind of like an Island of the Idols type thing. Um, but I think that it's safe to assume that for the final five, they will rehide that advantage. Um, I'm pretty, you know, especially the way the season has gone with the advantages, you know, kind of all over the place. And, you know, now there's been like no advantages played, which is the ironic part of all this. Um, I would be very surprised if that advantage, we don't know, it could be an idol to get somebody through to final, um, final four. I, I, I don't, I don't know if it would be an idol simply because, um, I don't know if it would be an idol simply because, you know, Xander already obviously has an idol. Um, so I don't know if they would give two idols that could, that have to be used at final five. Um, if we remember in season 39, Dean gets an idol nullifier. Um, it plays a huge role. Um, I don't know if that's something that would happen in this season, considering everybody knows where the idols are. Um, I really hope that it's, it's not. Um, I think, you know, it'll be, it'll be interesting to see what that advantage could be. Um, 
maybe it's you know, maybe it's one of those things where Ricard or whoever finds it, and I don't know why. I, 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 Ricard may not find it. I'm just saying that based on the person that's playing the best game, let's just say Ricard does find it. I could see that whoever finds it getting a head start in a challenge, maybe an immunity challenge, which you've seen this late in the game before, I believe. Um, so I think that that advantage could come into play again. And I would give Ricard the best chance to find it, even though it seems like he hasn't, you know, he hasn't found an advantage yet this year, but I think that, you know, final five, all hands on deck, it could be the time that, you know, he goes and finds it. Um, so I think that that's being a little discounted when people are, you know, talking about, you know, that they think Ricard could end up, you know, falling here. Um, but again, again, I, it could happen, you know, we don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm still keeping Ricard as my heavy favorite though, but that's kind of what I think is being a little bit discounted. I do see another advantage coming into play at final five that we do not know yet. Okay. So you're, you're more in the camp of it's going to be an advantage rather than an idol. Um, I mean, yeah, we know for a fact that idols can only be played up until the final five. So yes, they could introduce one more idol. Um, because if that was the one that Danny should have found this past week, then it makes sense that they would, they would introduce one more because when Shan left with hers, the idol should go back into the game. So I would, I still think it's going to be an idol um, personally. And then that would mean then if someone finds that we're going to have not, not like advantage again, but we're going to, we, we could have like a lot of things at, at the final five because someone's going to win immunity. Let's just say it's Ricard again. Um, and then Xander has his idol, which he's going to play no matter what, because it's the last night to, to use it. And then let's just say Deshaun or Erica finds that idol, then you're going to have three people safe and you can only vote for one or two people. So I think it could be an idol. If it's an advantage, I could see it being maybe what you were saying in terms of something to help someone advance their game at the end, which I wouldn't be like a huge fan of, but it wouldn't be the worst thing. The worst thing would be like you mentioned an idol nullifier. They're not going to do it, but if they did, that would that would really hurt the season. Like the season is already, in my opinion, and we can talk about this in the off season. It's for me so far, depending on how it ends, we could be looking at like a mid-tier season, like somewhere in the ballpark of like, I don't know, 19 to 24, somewhere in the middle. Obviously, it can go up or down based on the finale. But if if they somehow brought back an Iron All Fire, which really screwed over Janet, like that would just be major points deduction in my eyes. So I, I hope it's just a regular idol. Yeah. Um, and I kind of want to talk about like, you know, how like in the finale, they always go through at the beginning when they enter it, they go through like everybody's game and their path to get to the finale. That's something that I kind of would want to go through, you know, for us, go through each player, talk about uh, their chances to win in our eyes, um, what maybe their resume is looking like. Um, so we get, I guess we could start at Ricard because we, uh, I see him to be the favorite. And then we could go to Deshaun, who you see, who you see to be the favorite here. Um, or at least you think that he could end up winning this season at the, uh, at the end. Um, all right. So we could start with a card. Obviously, you know, from the beginning, he's on the tribe that gets whittled down all the way to two um, with Shan. He plays a brilliant social game um, up, you know, through uh, kind of uses Shan as a shield, make sure he has the relationships, you know, with Shan to stay in, but at the same time also, you know, make sure he hides behind her, make sure that, you know, he is not the one who looks like the one who was making all these moves, even though he clearly has a say. Um, you know, obviously a former flight attendant, flight attendants have historic, uh, uh, or I should say current flight attendant, uh, flight attendants have always done well on the show. Um, you know, because of their ability to read people, he also says that he is, um, deaf in one ear, which, you know, leads him to be able to read body language better. And I think that that's definitely a, a strength for him in this game. Um, and I think Ricard has not, he's not only played a brilliant, he's, you know, kind of been the, He's, he's hit all three pillars. He's 
out, you know, he's, he's, he's done it all. He's strategically been great. He's socially been great. And, you know, he's been a challenge beast. So Ricard kind of has it all. I think we could all agree that if Ricard is sitting at the final three, he's going to win the game. Yeah. Um, and I mean, his resume, it hasn't exactly been the most flashy in terms of, you know, advantage plays, idle plays, getting someone out like that. Um, but he's completely controlled this post-merge um, basically from the point where he decided he was, you know, he was always in the majority alliance, you know, whether it was that, you know, strong five that he was the fifth member of and then quickly turns it on Shan to take control of the game. Um, obviously, the blind side of Shan, his signature move. Um, and basically, like Xander said that one time, that was really the biggest move and maybe one of the only big moves of the game so far. So, you know, he's sitting there with the biggest move of the game on his resume, several challenge wins and a great social game. A lot of people realizing that he's the big threat, you know, on the jury, that he's the person controlling it. So I think that is Ricard's resume right now. Yeah, no, I, th- I think that that's pretty well summed up. I mean, Ricard is the clear front runner. If he gets there, he does win, I think. Um, and obviously you put aside what happened pre-merge, because I think we've heard from many former players, what happens in the pre-merge r- like, really doesn't count. Honestly, like what happens in the merge afterwards is really what the jury looks at, because that's when the jury starts. Um, like no one's gonna be looking at all the work that Shannon Ricard did to survive Ua, but but then to be fair, Shan is on the jury. So if Ricard gets there, Shan will acknowledge all that he did to survive at Ua. Um, but you know, Ricard, I think in terms of all facets of the game, he's been amazing at challenges, so he gets that um in his belt. Uh socially, yes, maybe Shan had to maybe help him navigate some of the, of the stuff at Ua in the uh in the pre-merge, but I think ever since the merge, he's done well to position himself. He's always been, like you said, in the majority alliance, and he only started to get like looks around when Shan left. Now you can make the argument that he take out Shan one week too soon because then he became the new main target. And I think that's tough because he takes out Shan at final eight, where you have the four person alliance of the Deshaun, Danny, Liana, Shan alliance on the left, and then the others on the right. I guess if you, the problem is if he waited one more week then he's really given them the numbers and 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 if, if they stuck true he couldn't have swung swung anybody so i think he had to make it at final 8 and then at that point you have to just try to win out or try to convince people to go with you to the end and he, i think he's done a good job of that so far i mean xander we, we'll go we'll go over xander later but you know xander says he's been keeping ricard as, as a shield but if ricard wins out he may have kept him one week too soon when they had a clear shot at him when liana left and they didn't take it and that might come back to bite them so I do agree with all your points that Ricard, if he gets there, no matter who he sits next to, he will win. My only one fear, as I've said before, is I just don't know if he gets there. If he loses again, because he only has two more challenges to win. He has to win final five and final four. Or if he loses that final four, he has to win fire. If he wins any both of the, any both of those, he, he, he's got the game locked up. If he loses one of those, he, they've got to take him out at that point. Uh, so if he has, the, he has the hardest road to get to the end now, he has the hardest road. But if he gets there, he'll win. Like that's the, that's the dichotomy there, right? Right. Um, and now you know, I, th- I pretty much think you hit it spot on. And now we will we could go over to Sean, who has played way more of a social game. Um, but I think I think at the same time he's been in a lot of strategic moves. Um, you know, obviously he was in that majority alliance post merge. He was in the dominant tribe. He was in the dominant tribe you know, pre-merge where they didn't lose any challenges. So we didn't really see him, you know, much pre-merge, but obviously made strong bonds there. Now, you know, post-merge, he, you know, creates a strong alliance. I I think what's going to help Deshaun the most is that he has the bonds that if he gets there with anyone not named Ricard, those social bonds will bring him through to winning this game. Um, And I think that he could kind of pitch 
um, you know, we kind of already see him, you know, pleading to the jury that like, I had to blindside Shan because, you know, this, because, you know, I had this huge moral dilemma and I could see that this is going to be a huge talking point. If he does get to the final three, um, why he made all the moves he did, why he blindsided Shan, um, you know, stuff like that. I think, you know, you can't specifically point to like a ton of moves that he made quote unquote, but he was always in, you know, he was always on the right side of the move and he, uh, always on the right side of the vote pretty much until like the last two. And then at the same time, he, he has a great social game. He does have those bonds on the jury. Um, I think that, you know, outside of, you know, probably Ricard, like his social game has probably been the best right now. And I don't think that that could be disputed. Um, and then at the same time, I think that Deshaun may have a pretty tough path to getting to the final three from here on out. Um, just given the fact that it looks like, you know, he may have, you know, ruffled some feathers at the last tribal council with his truth bomb. Um, people may be looking to get him out. Erica seems like she has no patience for him anymore. She wants to get him out. I think a lot of people see Deshaun as a big threat as well because of the bonds he makes on the jury. So if he does go on some kind of immunity run, we haven't seen him win immunity yet, but assuming that stuff's going to happen, the, you know, for him to get to that final three, if he were to win fire, if he were to win a challenge to get, you know, to the final, to the final uh, tribal council, that would only bolster his resume. Um, and I think I ultimately think that, you know, like if, if he were to, you know, maybe go against the record and fire, like him taking down record would be a major, whoever does that, whoever takes down record, that's going to be a major point on the resume. And that's something that we haven't you know seen yet, but ultimately what we could look at right now for Deshaun is, you know, basically up until the last, you know, two votes where he's been on the bottom, um, he pretty much controlled most of this post-merge from the top and created all those social bonds. And despite being on the bottom, if he, you know, could win a couple challenges and get there, um, it would be a pretty solid game for him. Yeah. Again, I, I mentioned this uh, on Wednesday. I don't know what Deshaun was thinking with that truth bomb at right before the vote there. I, I, I think we've, we've learned from the survivor that in the modern era, the whispering or the little like scrambling a tribal, it rarely changes anything. Most times people will, will just stick with the plan that they had when they left camp because it's at that point, it's too late to not only make a new move, but to, for everyone to like think logically about it, if it makes sense for them. So if he was going to drop that, he should have done it right before camp, uh, before they left for uh, tribal. So yeah, I don't know what he was thinking. I think that was a bad move on his part. Um, I, I guess I'll start with the bad from Deshaun and then I'll get to the good. Um, I also feel like, you know, it's no coincidence that Deshaun and Danny try to make this move against Ricard and keep Shan out of it. And then that directly leads to Shan, Liana and Danny going out back to back to back. I think they made the move on Shan just a week too soon. Honestly, I think they should have waited for final seven. Final seven is a, a really good point to change the uh, narrative because it's an odd number of people not counting extra votes and all that stuff. But um, I think that's when they should have done it. And I, and we hear from post game interviews um, and I know people always debate like, oh, our post-game interviews canon, should we believe them? But if we are to believe like the the narrative, because that kind of fills in some puzzle pieces, Dylan, um, it sounds like they wanted, Danny and Deshaun wanted to make the move against Ricard and keep Shan out of it. But it sounds like Danny still told Shan, and I think, and I guess Shan was okay with doing it. But then when Liana went to Shan and told her that, oh, they wanted to leave you out of it, that, that's what really just set in motion this whole problem. So I do think that Danny and Deshaun made a big blunder at that point. Now, moving past that, the reason why I think Deshaun is going to win, other than maybe you know slaying the dragon that is Ricard, is just because I do think he's had a really good social game, as you mentioned. Um, one of my favorite lines of all Survivor is from Coach in South Pacific, Dylan, where, where he wins that challenge where you need to flip over tiles. And he says, you know, the moves you make early on will dictate your success later. 
So in that game, if you make the right moves with your tiles, you're going to win with the most property at the end. And Deshaun made the moves early to dictate his success. He made bonds with Erica and Heather. We saw countless times in the episode and also in post-game interviews that Deshaun was a lot closer with Erica and Heather than Danny was. And that's maybe one of the biggest reasons why Deshaun stayed last night, even with this truth bomb, because Erica thinks Deshaun will take me to the end and I don't have that same bond with Danny. So I'm very proud of Deshaun for making those social moves early to get him to the end. And then in terms of a strategic game, I, I'm still very impressed with what he did at the merge, where he saw the votes coming his way with the Yases ganging up on him, and he did a quick maneuver to Sydney to save himself, and that's what saved him that night. So I think Deshaun, if he gets there, without Ricard, he'll win. I think if Ricard's there, he loses. But the other, the last thing I'll say, and then I'll, I'll pass it back to you, is... I don't want to read the edit too much because I don't want to get spoiled, but we spent Dylan like 15 minutes in the last episode on what happened last week with, you know, the narrative and the story and then the crying. It was a lot, lot of Deshaun centric and George Deshaun got like a million confessionals. Like Shan had the confessional lead for a long time. And just in one episode, Deshaun has almost, almost caught her. He's like a few behind in, in that moment, Dylan, I was saying to myself, either he wins the season or he gets the, or he loses tonight. Like it was such a huge visibility spike as well. So that's just my thoughts and why I think, I still think Deshaun will win. Yeah. I think that's something to consider at the same time. I think that Deshaun is probably one of the best, you know, speakers on the season. He lays everything out. Well, he speaks incredibly well, which again, could be a major, you know, huge plus for him, obviously, at Final Tribal Council that he could, you know, speak so well. But maybe that that could just be a reason why they're using his confessionals. They like him as a storyteller, but also could mean that, you know, he is the one who ends up winning the game or coming in second or something like that. Um, but yeah, I do think that Deshaun has the second best chance, uh, if I had to say, to win going into this final episode. And now let's get to Xander, um, who I believe, I don't know if you agree, but I believe that Xander has the third best odds to win at the moment um it could be debated whether it's xander erica we get to that later um i'm gonna say xander at the moment um i think that xander has kind of played the game where if you're you know making a line graph it's kind of been like and then you know flatlined a little bit um and i don't necessarily i don't necessarily think that's his fault um which is which is the weird thing about survivors like he was playing a phenomenal game, even early, you know, obviously pre-merge. And like you said, pre-merge is probably not going to matter, but he plays a masterful game pre-merge. That's the point where he's left without a vote. He can't vote. And somehow he keeps surviving. He keeps surviving. He gets his vote back. And then, you know, early in the pre-merge, I mean, early in the post-merge, he is holding on to his advantages. He is holding on to, you know, that extra vote, that idol. For so long, and now we're like, how do he not play the idol? How do he not play the idol? How is he getting this far with the idol? And now everyone's kind of looking at him like, well, he held on to all this, and now he's not a threat anymore because he never used it to, uh, in his favor. Um, obviously, he used that extra vote for insurance, um, uh, you know, a couple episodes ago. But that, you know, even though it's insurance, it's technically not used to get somebody out. Um, so I think that people right now, you know, we're looking at Xander as a huge threat early in this post-merge and now are like, well, he hasn't really done anything with what he's had. Um, he's kind of just skating by now. So I think that they feel a little bit more comfortable keeping him um, until the end. Uh, obviously, he's locked into Final Four um, because he, he has his idol still. He's going to play it at Final Five no matter what. Uh, unless obviously some insane thing happens that we don't see coming, idol nullifier or something like that. Um so Xander, we're going to call a lock for the final four as we see right now. Um, and then, you know, I would give Xander a pretty solid chance of either winning the final challenge or winning fire making. So I think that there's a pretty decent chance Xander sits at final three. Um, and, you know, the only thing 
you know, I saw, I saw some, uh, you know, you mentioned this. Um, I was thinking it in the moment also. I've seen some, you know, comparisons to a Xander and a Dean type type uh, thing here where, you know, Dean from season 39 kind of, you know, is that like guy who like, a, you know, that so many fans love kind of throughout the season, but, you know, maybe didn't make any huge, huge moves, but played a pretty solid game and then kind of has, a, you know, a season finale where all of a sudden he looks like he could win based on this huge final push. And that's something that I could kind of see Xander doing here. Um, and that's kind of why I think he's third. I think not only does he have the idol to guarantee himself the final four, but he couldn't, you know, he couldn't theoretically win out challenges. If there's somebody who I would say to win out challenges, not name Ricard, it would be Xander. Um, so I could see him, you know, him taking out Ricard that way. Plus if he, you know, I think that while the jury may not respect him at the moment, um, and I think that's going to play a big role for him on why he probably won't win this game. Um, I think that he could, you know, make a pretty compelling pitch if he takes down Ricard of why he should win this game. Um, he could, you know, basically say, I, you know, I survived with no vote early. I made enough bonds to get myself through. And then once I hit the pre-merge, I, you know, I held on, I used, I used an idol as leverage perfectly to make people not vote for me. And, you know, I, that's, this is what I had to do in order to stay. I couldn't be aggressive with my idol and with my advantages, because if I was aggressive with those two advantages, then I would be the target every single week. So instead I used it perfectly as leverage, laid low, hid behind shields, um, you know, hid behind Ricard, you know, kind of, you know, made moves, you know, in the, uh, you know, behind the scenes. Um, and now I'm sitting here today because I leveraged that perfectly. You have to keep in mind. We have to keep in mind here that I believe that Tony has never used an idol properly. Is that true? No, he has not. He's not used an idol properly, right? Um, no. But properly is subjective because you know obviously Tony got through the game by using it as leverage. So yeah, he did use it properly. He just didn't use it to void any votes. Um, so I think that Xander could make that argument could make the shields argument and kind of pitch his game like that. I just don't know if he'll get the respect, but um, if I had to, you know, predict a player to make a late game push Xander, I think would be a pretty good candidate. I like what you said about guaranteed final four. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, Xander to me is the biggest question mark of this group because some people I know what's going to happen with them and Xander, I'm just very up in the air because yes, I do think Xander for, especially for, again, he's 20 years old. He's played, I think a good game, you know, for, you know, not only his age, but also I think, you know, it's in terms of his archetype, you know, the young uh, athletic uh, guy. And uh, yeah, I mean, in terms of the good, I think obviously he has made some connections with people and he did kind of um, nullify uh, Liana's knowledge as power advantage. So I think he, he did some good work there. Um, my biggest thing, and, and obviously Xander, I think he's done a good job in terms of some other aspects of the game. I mean, the pre-merge, you can make an argument because, yeah, he did survive with no votes, but he did, you know, kind of reveal a lot of information to Voce and Evie, and then he got caught in a lie with Tiffany, and Tiffany has, like, never really believed him since because he, he he was, like, lying to her. So, yeah, no, Xander, I think, like you said, he's had an up-and-down game, and then lately he's just kind of, like, flatlined where it was a bit more volatile before. The 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 reason why I think Xander, and this is where we'll have another disagreement, which I think is good because I think I feel like when you watch these sports shows, it's better if people disagree, so you have more of a debate right. than just people right. saying, "Oh, right. I agree with you all the time." Right. I do think Xander is the fourth uh, in terms of chances to win. I think Erica would actually go above him. Um, I just, unfortunately for him, he seems like a very nice guy. Obviously, I just don't think he has the jury's respect. I I just think, well, one, he's twenty years old, and we've 
I texted you this. The last winner that was around his age was like Fabio and Sophie back in like 21 and 23. Like he's, he would be like the youngest winner since them. And then you have people like Adam and Michelle, but yeah, like they're, they're 25, 26. Like they're a little bit older. He's 20 years old. Like he's not, not even out of college yet. Um, and I just think that the jury, when you have a, a slightly older cast, they're not going to want to give Xander the money, which is unfortunate. We should, we should always reward the best player no matter what. But I just think that's the reality of it. That's number one. And number two, not to read too much into exit interviews, but I'm going to be honest. Tiffany didn't seem like she liked Xander. I feel like Tiffany's not going to vote for Xander in the end. Evie might vote for Xander, but I think Evie's a little annoyed that, yeah, you saved your idol for yourself, but you could have kept me in the game as an ally. And he could have easily saved Evie that night and let Liana go like a few weeks earlier. And he didn't save Evie, which I think Evie would be a little bit upset about. So Evie is a maybe tip, tips to no. I don't think Liana votes for him. And if Liana doesn't, I don't think Shan does. They're a package deal. And Danny, I mean, Danny might respect him as a competitor, but Danny clearly seemed upset that Xander, um, you know, didn't, uh, you know, Xander didn't, uh, what, he didn't vote out Liana. Like, I'm sorry, not Liana. He didn't vote out Ricard like he wanted him to. So the only votes I would give him is maybe Danny and Nasir. So I just don't think if he gets there, he wins. And I, I think from Danny's exit interview, People were like, why didn't you try to take out Xander? Like, you guys could have put 2-2-2 two, two, two instead of just voting for yourselves. Why not try to take a shot at Xander? And he was like, people, like, want to go to the end with Xander. Like, people, like, they don't think they, they, they don't think he is a threat to win. Like, why else would you not take him out after holding on to his idol? Because I don't think they're going to respect his game and vote for him. Yeah, I think I think Xander, while in theory he had the right idea about using Ricard as a shield... Um, I think he missed his opportunity to potentially take control of the game. Um, and I, 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 I was kind of on the fence on whether he made the right move um, by using Ricard as a shield. Um, but if he truthfully didn't really have respect from the other players out there in the jury, then it would have been the right move for him to you know, flip and blindside Ricard that night and just take his chances. Clearly, his plan is to try and figure out a way to get to the end with Erica and Heather at this point. And he thought that that that, that the best way to go was to try to beat Ricard in an immunity, use him as a shield as long as he could. Like he he kind of probably saw one path for him to win, and that's go to go to the end with Eric and Heather. So he kind of went all in on trying to do that. Will it happen? We have to find out. But um, I think that that's why he did not blindside Ricard. But since you think that Erica has a better chance than him, why don't you take the reins on discussing Erica's resume? Yeah, I mean, listen, I I think if there's a clear one and two with well, Ricard is one. I think a little bit down is Deshaun. Then there's a bigger drop with Erica and Xander. You can make an argument, obviously, for who's three and four, and then Heather. Um, but yeah, er the reason why I give Erica a little bit more of a nod is I think we've really seen Erica evolve recently. Now, obviously, her pre-merge story was almost no story she was barely shown the only screen time she got was when deshaun wanted to throw a challenge to get rid of her and it failed and i think that's a really interesting maybe conclusion to that arc to see how that and maybe they both compete in fire we don't know um but yeah so so you you can make an argument that erica can't win because for um she's been very invisible and we haven't had a female winner since uh, sarah and why would they give a, a the first female winner in seven seasons a very invisible edit that's a fair point the only counterpoint to that, I would say, is you've really seen Erica emerge ever since the Hourglass twist. She had that confessional about being a, a lamb and turning into a lion. And, I mean, obviously she made the only move she could. I mean, no, everyone would have smashed that Hourglass. But she basically changed the game there. And 
from that point on, we've seen her get involved in these little strategic conversations. She and Erica, she and Heather kind of position themselves to be like the swing boats, um, not giving them like a ton of credit, but like Erica was always in a swing boat type of position. And I think we saw her, I mean, I think she effectively decided who left. I think Erica, in terms of being the cornerstone of strategy, she really decided who she could have easily got taken out to Sean there. But I think because of the bond that she and Deshaun made, I think that's why she wanted to go with him. Uh, and I really feel like Erica could have decided who went home at the final six between Deshaun and Danny. And then obviously Erica could have flipped with Heather to take out um, Ricard if she wanted to, because even though Xander played his extra votes, if she and, if she and uh, what's it called? If she and Heather flip, I mean, they could have changed the game there as well. So I feel like Erica can use the narrative of, you know, I really started to make moves later in this game. And I think, I think people actually would have a bit more respect for Erica than Xander. I think that's the only reason why I'm giving her a bit more of a nod there. Um, do you agree with any of that? Or do you feel like it's just too little too late for her? I, I So I don't think that she can win um, unless uh, uh, things have to break her way. I think her only chance to win is if she goes with Xander and Heather. And then I think it would be a showdown between her and Xander. Um, yeah, now, here, now, here's the thing is that in order for that to happen, obviously a lot has to go right. Second of all, I do think she gets there. Um, I think she gets to the final three. I think that there's a lot of things that have been kind of pointing her getting to the final three. Um, I think that, you know, we kind of see her resume for a reason. And that's because we'll probably hear it at the pitch um, for her to win um, when she makes that pitch. I think that there's a reason we saw the, the moment of them trying to throw the challenge to get her out. I think it, may, it would make sense if she either gets further than one of them uh, or, or both of them, I should say, Deshaun and Danny, um, or, you know, simply gets there and is competing against Deshaun. Um, then, then I think it makes sense that why we saw that moment. I, I just feel like us, you know, being highlighted her, her, her strategy throughout this post merge is a major reason why I think she gets the final three. Um, and, you know, she has played a good game post merge for sure. I think she deserves credit there. Um, but at the same time, um, this is kind of making me, and I, I'm in a very, very big minority on this. So bear with me here, but I've had a theory for a while Right, that right. that 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 Heather is not making the final three, um, which I, I think most people just assume that she's a lock as a zero vote final three person here. Um, I don't think she's making it. Um, and the simple reason for that is because even with the most purple purple final three people, um, the, the people who have received the least least airtime that have got to the final three, um, we kind of know their games, right? You know, think about, you know, you know, I, I, I don't know any anybody who's got to the final three and got no votes. Like we don't just we don't just see them get there without us knowing how they got there. Um, we have not been given pretty much anything with Heather yet. Why I don't know. Um, but to me, that's a little bit bizarre at this point. And I think you know we did see an up you know an uptick in her in her confessionals last week. I believe she had three or four. Um, so maybe they're just giving us like a late push for her, but I, I don't really know. I just have found it very, very odd that she's not gotten, you know, any airtime. So for her to be sitting at the final three, like, what are we going to be listening to her where she's going to be pitching a game that we never saw? Like that, that's, that's what I don't understand here. Um, and I think that we kind of were given a clue that when they had that conversation about Erica being maybe worried to go with Heather you know, due to the fact that they could be looked at as playing the same game. So I think that maybe that gave us a slight storyline that Erica, whether it's, you know, whether we think it's smart or not, we'll discuss that at the time. I think she could be 
she could possibly be convinced to vote out Heather at the final five or maybe put her to fire in the final four if she has that power simply because she does not want to see be seen as having the same game as Heather and going, you know, to the same going with sitting next to Heather, but seeming like she had, they played the same game. So I think that's interesting. Obviously Erica would have to get, would have to get other people to vote for Heather as well, um, which could be difficult. I don't really know. I don't know what that situation's like, you know, at this point, final five, people could just be like, well, Heather's going to take a spot for me. I might as well just vote her out. So, you know, we've seen that happen. So, you know, kind of getting it to Heather, you know, in terms of breaking down his final five, we have not really seen her resume. And that's why I'm skeptical that she's going to even make it to the final three. I think that normally, like I said, even with, let's say, uh, uh, a Natalie from season 22, where she gets no votes, goes to the end. We kind of saw that her moves were strictly to, you know, be with Boston Rob. Like we saw her story. We have not seen Heather's story throughout this game, really. And that's why I am skeptical she gets to the end. Yeah, and I, and I feel bad because obviously we just discussed the merits of the other final five and we said why they could win. And unfortunately, we're going to spend Heather's section talking about, you know, who could get there and why and with and what about Heather because she, I don't, she can't win. Heather has, a, unfortunately, a 0% chance of winning this game. Um, and yeah, I think you bring up, you before we get back to Heather, Erica, you brought up a really good point that she said in the episode last week. I, I may not want to sit next to Heather because we may take votes from each other. Because I think that that's, that's a fair point. When the jury sees two people playing a very similar game, like a Parvati and Russell, Alisa and Scoopin, if you are very similar to someone else, you guys can kind of like bounce votes off each other when, when the third person will get the rest of the vote. So she brings up a very good point. Now, I think she has to go with Heather because if she sits next to Ricard, I think she'll lose. I think she loses to Deshaun. So she really can only win against Heather and Xander. So I think she needs Heather there. But I will give Erica credit that she really needs to think about would, would, would Heather maybe take away one of my votes? I don't think so, though. Now, getting back to your other point about will Heather even get there, let's play out a scenario. So if Ricard loses Final Five immunity, he's gone, right? There's there's no shot they let Ricard flip through. Do you agree? Unless, unless he finds an idol, correct? Unless he finds an idol. So if Ricard – okay, fine. I'll change the question. If Ricard is not immune, whether with immunity or uh, – he goes you good yeah yeah, yeah yeah so sorry sorry you froze you froze for a quick second um for me yeah yeah, yeah no worries um i i noticed a little bit of like desync but, but keep going yeah so i i would say if he is not immune he's gone um okay. um but again if he does win immunity then it could get a little bit weird because xander's safe right so so now you have so now there's only three there's only three people that could theoretically be voted out you would think the smart move would be to vote out Deshaun. Um, I'm sure that's what Ricard would be thinking. I'm sure that's what Xander would be thinking. Um, but I think that, you know, maybe if Deshaun and maybe Erica, maybe Erica says, says to herself, Deshaun has dug himself such a hole with what he did at tribal council that I would be willing to go with him to the end and prove why it is okay. to beat him. Um, so maybe she says to herself and maybe, and maybe Deshaun says anybody but me, I just need to get there at this point. So now they just throw the easy vote on Heather. Um, I, like, I, I don't know how this would happen. It, it would it'd have, you know, I'm, I'm trying to, I'm still trying to figure it out. Um, yeah. But, but it's I, look, regardless of whether I am wrong or right, survivor did something wrong if she gets to the final three heather 
then Survivor did her wrong. Because if you get to the final three, no matter how you do it, you deserve more airtime. Simple as that. I mean, I mean, I feel like, yeah, you should get more airtime because we've seen a lot of losing finalists like an Angelina or like a Nora get a lot of screen time and they don't get any votes. So I, I do agree with your point. I would say, though, you have someone like a Troy Zan in Game Changers where obviously Troy Zan still got more confessionals than Heather. I mean, Troy Zan was pretty invisible and the jury basically, the jury said to his face, like, look, we're going to talk to Sarah and Brad. We're not going to talk to you. And he's even like, I know you're not going to vote for me, but let me just say that I'm very thankful for this journey. So I don't think it's impossible that Heather does get there with having, you know, no airtime. And I just feel like you bring up a good point where, you know, yeah, you may want to get rid of her because she's taking one of the spots or Erica doesn't want to be compared to her. I just feel like the window is gone. If you want to get rid of somebody that can take one of your spots, you take someone out like Abby Maria at the final set at the final seven at Cambodia or Sari takes out Courtney at the final six in P- Panama. Now that we're at the final five, everyone there is like, Heather can't win. We have to go with her. The only way they don't say that is like, she's taking up one of our spots and Z- going back to my other point, Xander might be a goat that we can all beat Xander. That's the only way I see them take out her. So I feel like if Ricard doesn't have immunity in any way, he goes. If Ricard has immunity in some way, and then he and Xander are safe. I do think Deshaun could go, but I still feel like Deshaun is my winner pick at this point. So then I would. Oh, that's that's tough. I don't know. See like, that that's what, that's what I'm saying is like theoretically oh. there is a way that this could happen where Heather oh, is it could, it, it could Heather one of three options to go. Um, I think that this would it would probably come with a put. It, it would strictly be if Erica wants to do it, and if she thinks that her big move in this game. Um, is or one of her big moves is to separate herself from Heather, and that she that's just something she has to do. Then she's gonna probably go all out to do it. Um, and I think that it's a possibility. So I just wanted to well, throw then, that, I, I want to throw yeah, that well, idea out there. Yeah. So then that would mean then if she then says I want to get rid of Heather to not only differentiate myself but also to sh- clear up a, a spot for me, then she would want to go with the <laughs> people have been calling them the the chicken and veggie alliance, the, the, the one that won the reward of Deshaun. Um, Xander and Erica. That 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 must be her final three then, because I guess in your point, she thinks Deshaun kind of burned the jury and also was just sloppy in some regards. So she wants to go against him. And if Xander is the goat that he sounds like, then she wants to go against him because obviously she's not taking Ricard to the end. So that's probably her final three, unless she really says, "Eh, Heather's not going to get any votes." So that's that's actually a good point that I didn't think that I honestly didn't. It didn't cross my mind that 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 those three had a final three alliance, Um, like in that reward because like we may have been shown that for a reason like i you know what i mean like like that and en- could end up being the final three and if it is obviously heather would have to go at one point so again um that this has just been my theory for a while uh i just want to throw it out there because i think a lot of people are just assuming she's going to just skate right to the final three and i don't think that's gonna happen yeah i i think you're right that is it is it a hundred percent guaranteed she makes the final three no because not the only 100 percent guarantee we have for the finale dylan is that xander makes it to final four because he has yeah. an idol or he wins immunity the only way that doesn't happen is that they introduce some stupid twist to make sure it doesn't happen which i don't think they would do to xander so the only 100 percent guarantee is xander makes final four other than that anything can happen and i think you're right that people if like two if if xander is safe Ricard safe and somehow Deshaun finds an idol, then obviously I think there's a clear shot, shot that Heather goes and Erica says, okay, well, it's you or me, Heather, you got to go. So it's not impossible, but I also think it's pretty likely that Heather makes it there and she gets either the Troyzan or Monica treatment where people just say like, you don't even deserve to be here. And then 
I feel bad, but like Heather, she tried to play the game. The only move we saw her make was when she tried to save Tiffany and it almost blew up in her face and she went home. So I, I do feel bad because I do think she does seem nice, but I mean, this is a four horse race at this point and I'm really curious to see who's going to take it home. Cause I can make a case for any of the four of them. Yeah, I do agree. Um, it should be interesting. Should be an interesting episode. Just want to remind everyone once again to like this video. If you haven't already subscribe to this channel, follow us, uh, at Soul Survivor Pod, uh, Twitter, Instagram, follow us and subscribe, Apple, Spotify, anywhere else you may listen. And also one thing that I would love people to do is comment on this video and let us know what players from season 41 that you may want us to have on the podcast or try to get on the podcast after the season because I would love to speak to some of them and get their perspectives on what has gone on here. Um, and yeah, anything else, Ryan, you got today before we... I only have one more thing, and I, I was going to say this for the finale, but we might have too much to cover, and we don't want to have like a two-hour podcast. Um, yeah, yeah. If, in your opinion, if they never mentioned 26 days, would you have noticed? Because I was seeing this on Twitter, and I want to get your perspective on this. To me, the game didn't feel like... Like, we were all so worried about 26 days is, is going to be a huge problem. If you didn't tell me, I wouldn't have noticed that much. The game felt like pretty fast paced of course because these are our players that came to play hard but i felt like it, it didn't impact the game that much what do you think just a quick question yeah um so okay i actually heard an interesting theory um that you know it could affect possible jury relationships so okay. like so like for example like ricard doesn't know, like only knew only knew a lot of them for a short you know for a short period of time because they spent like they spent like i think like how many days were pre- like 15 days were pre-merge and then the rest was post-merge. So it's kind of been like almost like a, uh, or like 12 days maybe. So, but it's almost been, I think, yeah, 12 days was pre-merge and then post-merge has been the, since then. So it's kind of been like 10 and 10 and like, they've kind of been doing like an immunity like every day. Um, mm-hmm. So like maybe he only knew. Um, Tiffany. He only knew like Tiffany for a short period of time. But again, like that could happen in any survivor season, um, knowing somebody for a short time. Um so yeah, I saw some theories like jury relationships it could play a role, but truthfully, if they never told me it was 26 days, I probably would not have noticed it was 26 days. So I think you make a good point. Yeah, I think you're right. I think I think he 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 knew Tiffany for like only two three two or three days. Um but yeah, so yeah, I think the jury relationships is, is a good consideration, um, a good point for consideration. But I I I would say to my first point that um I wish it was 39. I still wish it's 39. I hope it gets back there at some point, but I don't think it had a negative impact that we were all scared of like the game you could you could have told me it was 39 and i would have believed you and then jeff says at the finale hey psych it was actually 26 i feel like it didn't hurt the season i feel like it made actually things a bit more exciting i think the post merge was very fun i mean obviously the pre-merge was kind of it was fine but we saw ua a lot because they kept losing but the post merge ever since uh the sydney vote and then when tiffany got blindsided i feel like it's been a really fun ride since then yeah i think i think it's been a good post merge as well um and yeah i'm excited to see um yeah that's it i'm excited to see how it ends up playing out so like always yeah like always uh looking forward to finale night on wednesday always love a good finale week who will win survivor 41 um other than that grab your torches and head back to camp good night